Inspiring solutions to save America one show at a time. Are you ready to get on board? When are you guys going to learn? The more you indict, the more we unite. Facts. It's Trump 2024. We don't care. You heard me? We already made our mind up. You already know when the hood got your back. Man, they deep in the hood. Gangsters. Talking about Trump 2024. You heard me? Woo, woo. Wah. Gangsters. The hood got this man back. I'm just trying to tell you. You heard me? And we ain't, we ain't stupid, man. American people, man. We ain't, we ain't all them talking about lockdowns and back when the mask and all that. You know, they got a new virus coming and it's going to be, man, nobody don't care. Ain't fooling nobody no more with none of that. You know, new jack, man, nobody, nobody being fooled no more. We all the way up. You heard me? It's Trump 2024. That's what it's going to be because we ain't having nothing else. From sea to shining sea, three hours of bold truth and excellence. The Wendy Bell Radio Program. All right, welcome back. Hour number two of the Wendy Bell Radio Program. As always, you can find us on Newsmax TV, Newsmax N2, their free channel. You can find us on the Wendy Bell Radio Network app, where you can watch the live stream as well. Also, our podcast, Wendy Bell Radio. Two million downloads, strong and going. So welcome home, guys. Glad you're here. So... If we're talking about this whole Fannie Willis, Nathan Wade thing, and you could say to yourself, I don't really care when people are sleeping with each other. I don't really care that they're cheating on their spouses or whatever they're doing. And I would agree with you. You do you. You're a grown up. Whatever you do, you live with the consequences of what you do. But it's more than that. Because they've put themselves in the spotlight and in the crosshairs of some very unfortunate fact finding. Don't go after Donald Trump. Don't try to serve him up on a silver platter to your base. Don't be rabid and crazy. And then expect not to have your life come into scrutiny. So here's your headline. New York Post embattled DA Fannie Willis claims new cell phone data putting Nathan Wade near her home before a pair say affair began are not relevant. Oh, it's not relevant. It's great if it's used against January 6th people. Well, we know where they were. We followed them all over the place. We didn't even need Bank of America to be dirtbags and share all of their credit card information with us. We have all this great geofencing and tracking and other such nonsense. We can track where everybody is at any given time. Yeah. But don't look at my stuff. Well, it doesn't work like that. Let's get into the meat and potatoes of this, because there's also something that broke recently, and I got to drop it on you. Embattled Fulton County District Attorney Fannie Willis hit back at new allegations that her romantic relationship with the special prosecutor and former President Donald Trump's Georgia election fraud case started before they both testified it did. That's called perjury. I'm no judicial scholar. But I remember basic government 101, part of the big part of the, you know, justice umbrella. You can't lie. Well, Fauci does. Why shouldn't they? Her office saying dozens of newly revealed pings from his cell phone, Wade's, near her home, Willis, are irrelevant and, quote, don't prove anything. 
Now, that is going to be a very tricky sell. Very tricky sell. And we'll explain why in just a minute. Willis's office filed a rebuttal to the Trump team's earlier motion outlining what appeared to be damning cell phone data detailing Nathan Wade's alleged overnight trips made to Willis's rented condo, as well as texts and phone calls, saying it should not be entered into evidence in the hearings to see whether Willis should be disqualified from the case. So not only is there this case with Donald Trump where he's spinning in this ridiculous suck, right? She has managed to blow her own credibility out of the water. And so now she and Nathan Wade are being, you know, checked out by the judge to see if they should be disqualified. It's a freaking circus. But they want you to believe that Trump is the one who's the real bad guy. I'm not the one on trial here, she said. Well, actually, now you are because you're a rat fink liar and it's demonstrable. Here we go. The records do nothing more than demonstrate that Special Prosecutor Wade's telephone was located somewhere. This is how they spin it. Somewhere within a densely populated multi-mile radius where various residences, restaurants, bars, nightclubs, and other businesses are located, the prosecutors wrote. The records do not prove in any way the content of the communications between Special Prosecutor Wade and District Attorney Willis. They were having sex. <laughs> Come on. Come on, man. To quote my favorite Joe Biden line. They do not prove that Special Prosecutor Wade was ever at any particular location or address. They do not prove that Special Prosecutor Wade and District Attorney Willis were ever in the same place during any of the times listed really well now that's rich those phone records recently unveiled in new court documents obtained by the post indicate a pattern of late night visits by wade to willis's apartment raising questions about the timeline of their relationship according and that's all that matters look we asked you a very basic question you lied you lied and then you doubled down on your lie. And then you got snarky in your adamance that we all believe your lie. And then you went, mm-hmm, and you try to get your attitude in there. Just tell the truth, and it's weird. This sort of stuff doesn't happen. Period. One such visit even occurred prior to Willis's appointing Wade to prosecute Donald Trump in the Georgia election fraud case. While Willis acknowledged the visits during a special hearing, she sidestepped specifics regarding the frequency and timing. However, legal representatives pushing for Willis's disqualification from the Trump case tapped a criminal defense investigator to delve more deeply into these records. The investigation, which is based on AT&T records, uncovered data, hmm, Detailing Wade's presence in Willis's immediate vicinity. Investigator Charles Middlestadt, in his report to the Fulton County Superior Court, emphasized the sheer volume of evidence. He highlighted two specific dates that caught his attention, revealing Wade's presence near Willis's apartment in September 2021 until the wee hours of the morning, followed by a late night rendezvous 
in November of the same year. In their late Friday filing, Willis's lawyers also insisted there's evidence showing Willis and Wade were not at the same place on the dates listed, including at work at the Fulton County District Attorney's Office and visiting the three crime scenes where a mass murder motivated by race and gender bias had taken place. Look, if you need to go into a triggered progressive Marxist communist social socialist sucky narrative tapping race and gender and LGBT nonsense as part of your defense, you're cooked. Cooked. Now, the Cellhawk, this is the software program that apparently the investigator used to find all this stuff with AT&T. It's the exact same software that the Atlanta police use for their investigations. So for the district attorney of Fulton County, Georgia, to allege that the data from Selhawk are irrelevant and prove nothing, I'm pretty sure the judge in this case is not really looking forward to relitigating all of the cases since 2016 or so when Atlanta police have been using, since when they've been using this cell phone or this this software program, they don't want those cases to come back up. Well, you said that it's irrelevant. It proves nothing. So clearly my client has to be retried and possibly exonerated. They don't want to open up that can of worms. This is what I found, which was very interesting. Apparently, not everybody in the DA's office is cool with the lies and the perjury and the cover-ups and the indignance and the malignancy of Fannie Willis. Breitbart.com headline, exclusive. Bum, bum, bum. Nathan Wade led Fannie Willis's 2020 transition into office. Well, now, isn't that neato? What? These aren't just two professionals who happen to just by chance meet. And she hired him and said, look, I kind of need some help with this case against a former president. Can you help me out? He is part of her orbit for a long time, my friends. Here's your story. Nathan Wade made the decisions to hire or fire employees in Fulton County DA's office following Fulton County prosecutor Fannie Willis's election victory in November of 2020. Multiple sources familiar with the Wade and Willis relationship exclusively told Breitbart News the revelation of Wade's previously unreported position as the former personnel decision maker for the district attorney's office raises ethical and conflict of interest concerns beyond the ones we're already looking at because they were banging each other. It also raises questions about whether Wade and Willis have been forthright about the timeline of their affair. I'm going to cut to the chase for you and surmise. No, they weren't being honest. I know it's a stretch, right? Don't go anywhere, ladies and gentlemen. When we come back, this is a very interesting turning against the media. All right. Has to do with October 7th. And I want to I want to bring up this story to you because The media better be feeling the heat because their chickens have come home to roost next on the Wendy Bell Radio Program.
I think what we're seeing, and I, and I see this at 30,000 feet, I'm sure a lot of you do too, it's more and more people standing up and saying it's not okay. What you're doing, what you're about is not okay. And I'm not going to be quiet anymore. It's not okay to try to push porn in schools. I don't care how you want to slice it and dice it. It is not okay. And if you try to do that, you are, not, you are my new enemy. And I will come for you. It's not okay. It is not okay to lie under oath. It's not okay. And yet it is so normalized because we've watched it again and again without consequence with with Dr. Fauci and how many others. Look, if we don't have rules, if we don't have a firm line, you've got nothing. And that's how it feels. That's how it feels right now, that we have nothing. We have this weird, crazy, free-for-all, be a crybaby, be a, be a victim, and everything's right with the world. It's so gross. Well, now it's, it's a very interesting pushback. People demanding, demanding a writing of the sinking ship. They're demanding now, and this is interesting. I'm getting this on the post-millennial right now. Survivors of October 7th massacre are suing the Associated Press for hiring photojournalists who were embedded with Hamas terrorists. Full stop. That is not okay. Look, one of the one of the beginning exercises in journalism school at the college level, and I have a master's and a bachelor's in this realm. The, the idea, where do you draw the line between being the news, stopping the news, and recording and reporting the news? So you're standing outside, and this is a typical, this is a typical example. You're standing outside with your video machine, right? And at the time, it was a camera with some box that was connected to it that you had to lug around, right? The recorder. You're outside, you're recording something, it's a house fire. And you see someone who's struggling to get out and they're screaming, help me. And you might have a clear path to run in. At what point do you stop recording the news and go and be a human being who's concerned about another person? Where is that line? Not everybody's answer is the same. And is there a right and is there a wrong? One can say that there is a definite wrong here. And these families in Israel... Who are, who are now suing the Associated Press. You guys were on the bikes. You knew. These journalists freaking knew what was happening before, Jan, before the dawn hours of October 7th. They were there. They were on the bikes of the motorcycles. This is the story. Israeli Americans and Americans who survived the October 7th attack on the Nova Music Festival in Israel as well as the families of some who did not, are suing the Associated Press for aiding and abetting the terrorists by hiring freelance photojournalists that were part of Hamas. I mean, honest to God. How, how can you be affiliated, no matter how deep or how dark you are? How can you be affiliated with slaughter? How can you be affiliated with 
with evil. The things that happened that I want to compartmentalize and put somewhere where I never have to open it again. How, how, do you, how are you okay with that as the Associated Press? According to the federal complaint filed in the Southern District of Florida, plaintiffs are suing the Associated Press for damages under the Anti-Terrorism Act. Lawyers from the nonprofit National Jewish Advocacy Center who are representing the plaintiffs alleged that the AP is, quote, materially supporting terrorism by paying Hamas-affiliated photojournalists for images taken during, the fo- during and following the October 7th atrocities. And their pictures are there. They're standing journalists who are paid for by the Associated Press and others. Doesn't matter. I don't care if everybody's paying them. You still are. How do you wipe that blood off of your hands? According to the complaint obtained by the New York Post, quote, there is no doubt that AP photographers participated in the October 7th massacre and that the AP knew or at the very least should have known through simple due diligence that the people they were paying were longstanding Hamas affiliates and full participants in the terrorist attack that they were also documenting. One of the associates... This is crazy. This is also seen holding one of the one of the journalists seen holding a grenade, if I'm not mistaken. This is not okay. We've got to fix this because this, it's disgusting from soup to nuts, and people should be held accountable. They knew and said nothing. That is a darkness that I don't think I can describe. When we come back on the Wendy Bell Radio program, my friends, it's the incredible coincidence of missing evidence. Why is everything that's bad for the Democrats just disappear? Why does it just vanish? So weird. Hmm. Next. All right, I don't think anybody's going to talk about this today. And we have to. That's what we do on this program. We look at the view, 30,000 feet, common sense conservatism. We tell the truth. That's the story. It's a very easy business model. And this is one of those stories that ticks me off. So have you paid attention to how many stories in the news recently that deal with Democrats doing stuff that they should not how the evidence just magically disappears. Oh, we don't know where that is. Oh, no, 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 no. We don't have those, those voter logs. No, 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 no. I don't have the router that we, mm-mm, that's, it's gone. I have no, you didn't save all the ballots for the requisite 22 months after the, you know what? We just, no, it's, they kind of just evaporated. It's so weird. And it's just one of many. How about the two terabytes of data that the January 6th committee didn't hand over to to Trump's team or just to to House Republicans? Right. You give us all this stuff. Give us all the interviews. Oh, we didn't think you needed that. (laughs) Yeah, we just got rid of that. This is this is that on steroids. And it's not okay. It's not Here's your headline from Real Clear Investigations. Look, this is why we encourage you to join our locals page. Locals.com, Wendy Bell Radio, I put up the rundown of every single show. 
And you can see exactly what we have coming up and what's you can do more research on your own. This is one of those stories you need to research. Here's the headline. Biden's staffer who mishandled China and Iran secrets retains high security Pentagon job. Okay. Okay. Let's go. Very interesting. This is by Paul Sperry, who is just phenomenal. While special counsel Robert Herr has raised the issue of mental deterioration and explaining why he declined to prosecute 81-year-old Joe Biden for illegal retention and sharing of classified documents, the president chose another rationale to declare himself not culpable. He shifted the blame to the staffers who boxed up his records as he left the vice president's office in 2017. At a press conference hastily assembled after the report's release, Biden said he assumed his aides had shipped, quote, all the documents to the National Archives in College Park, Maryland. Quote, I wish I'd paid more attention to how the documents were being moved and where, Biden said. I thought they were being moved to the archives. I thought all of it was being moved there. Right. The president's explanation does not address how and why he shared classified material with a ghostwriter. But it shines a light on the longtime assistant who is in charge of packing his papers, Kathy Chung. We've talked about Kathy Chung. She's been in the Biden's orbit for a while. In fact, it says here she's an old friend of Hunter's. She began working for Joe Biden in 2012 when he was vice president. She told investigators she oversaw the transfer of the contents of Biden's file cabinets and desk drawers into 15 boxes when he moved out of the West Wing in January 2017. While other office material did go to the National Archives, her rebuked Biden for keeping more than 600 pages of classified documents, including military secrets and intelligence sources and methods in unlocked and unauthorized containers at multiple locations, including a tattered box in the garage of Biden's Delaware home. The stash included information marked top secret involving Iran, China, Afghanistan, and Ukraine. Some of the secrets are compartmented by code words and can only be stored and read in a secure facility known as a skiff. Joe Biden walked out of a skiff with all those documents and Kathy Chung put him in a box and they sent him somewhere. And Bob Herr does not think that that's an actionable offense. Really? It's amazing how all of the Democrats keep getting away with this stuff. The Biden documents Chung packed herself, unpacked and then repacked, quote, are the most highly classified sensitive and compartmented materials recovered during our investigation, her wrote. But he let Chung off as well as Biden and declining to press charges against her, explaining he found plausible her account that she had packed and kept the classified papers, quote, by mistake. Oh, oh, I love that. Yeah, I didn't mean to do that. I mean, those 600 things that say classified top secret, don't take out of a skiff, bum, 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 right? With with sirens basically going off. Yeah, I. Ah, that was a mistake. <laughs> totally didn't mean to do that. Okay, that's Robert Herr. Makes sense. 
He explained he found plausible her account that she packed and kept the classified papers by mistake, even though she had a prior government experience handling and identifying classified information and was told in a January 3rd, 2017 National Security Council memo to be sure to remove only unclassified personal records and despite providing inconsistent answers to investigators. She didn't mean to. It's all a mistake. Got it. After the election, Biden appointed Jung to a top Pentagon position, serving as assistant to Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin. (laughs) It's the blind leading the blind. What? Where she has access to the nation's most sensitive military secrets. Chung, I wonder if she's Chinese. Who knows? So weird. Her also went to great lengths to protect her identity in his 388-page report. He refers to her only as, quote, executive assistant, and her face is deliberately blurred through pixelation in a photo he published of her sitting in front of a file cabinet in her West Wing office where she stored Biden's secret papers. What? Lieutenant General Michael Flynn, who served as President Barack Obama's Defense Intelligence Agency director and President Donald Trump's national security advisor, is among those who believe Chung deserves far more public scrutiny. You think? What is very clear is that Chung needs to be further investigated, Flynn told Real Clear Investigations. She should have her clearance immediately suspended and probably revoked completely. I want to know, is she a card-carrying member of the Chinese Communist Party? I don't know. These should be things that we ought to investigate, don't you think? Here's the kick in the pants. This isn't the first time Chung has been found to have mishandled sensitive government documents. In the late 1990s, when she worked with Hunter Biden at the Commerce Department as an administrator, she and her boss, Melissa Moss, were cited by a federal judge for failing to turn over documents sought in a Freedom of Information Act case. They were accused of withholding and even destroying key documents in a search the judge ruled grossly inadequate and unlawful. Hmm. Sounds like just the kind of person that Joe Biden would need in his dirty little orbit. And the story continues. Chung was interviewed twice by FBI agents, once on January 4th, again September 28th of last year. Details of Chung's key role in one of Washington's worst violations of laws, safeguarding national security secrets, are reported here for the first time. Her's own report, however, undermines his conclusion that Chung was likely unaware of the voluminous classified material she repeatedly handled. The record shows Chung personally dispersed the sensitive material to at least three locations in the years when Biden was out of office, 2017 to 2021, including two temporary office sites where they were discovered in 2022 at the Penn Biden Center in D.C. in an unlocked office frequented by visitors. 
She routinely retrieved files Biden requested, some stamped with the label eyes only, which she knew to mean the contents inside were classified. And Donald Trump was indicted for what? He didn't do any of this stuff. He doesn't have rando operatives that have been in his world for decades, does he? No. Eyes only. Many of the classified folders include markings in her handwriting. She also helped identify material in 2022 when the president's retention of classified documents became an issue after his Department of Justice raided Donald Trump's Florida home in search of secret material. Now, here's what is really interesting. They send all these boxes, boxes of boxes, boxes within boxes. They move it to various properties where Joe Biden is. Once to a McLean, Virginia rental home, then to Delaware, then to a place near Chinatown. All of these boxes that Chung is in charge of. And then so weird, all of the visitor logs for that center, the Penn Biden Center, hosted by the University of Pennsylvania, which has received several million dollars from anonymous Chinese donors. Oh, it's so weird that the visitor logs are now missing. (laughs) I know. I find this as ridiculous as you do. Her said his team was unable to determine exactly who may have had access to the loosely stored intelligence papers and whether they passed through foreign hands. What? And you don't think these people are guilty of doing anything so wrong? He says, quote, we cannot account for all visitors to the center. Why, pray tell, asked Paul Sperry from Real Clear Investigations. Because the security contractor deleted all of the visitor logs for the years 2017 through 2021. Ain't it so freaking neat? So cozy. Break the law, work with people who probably should be very deeply investigated, people who might be in touch with other countries, then leave all sorts of random top-secret classified documents all over the place for anybody and his brother to go see. And then when it becomes public, all of a sudden, those visitor logs go poof. But Donald Trump is the one who's on trial. Got it. We'll keep going. Don't go anywhere. Next on the Wendy Bell Radio Program. So as I give you the, let's just say this is the appetizer of this full story. Because the clickable links embedded in the article are fascinating. Pictures, data, documents, get involved, find out, become educated. And then you'll start to see the same way we do, if you don't already, how obvious this all is. Go after Trump for what Biden is doing. 
Go after Trump for what the media are doing. Go after Trump for what the Uniparty is trying to do. Trump is the whipping boy. And if South Carolina on Saturday was any indication, America is awake. And the left is scared, as well they should be. So this is a very interesting idea. This whole notion, remember when they said... Donald Trump's not going to, he's not going to leave office. He's not going to allow the certification of the election. He's a tyrant. He's not going to leave. Well, it's so wild that this 360 is coming around and hitting him in the face. So I want to read you this headline from red or no townhall.com. Here is the latest anti-Trump ploy. The Dems are considering, well, I have proof that they're not just considering it. This is in full activation mode. And the first line of this is, are you kidding me? You cannot make it up. The Democratic Party is considering doing the very thing they bashed some Republicans of attempting to do that allegedly led to the January 6th riot. You honestly cannot make it up. There is talk about House Democrats not certifying the 2024 results if Donald Trump wins. I strongly caution anybody in, in, in on the left-hand side, anybody who's a rhino, any uniparty hackmore out there, do this and your career will be over. This will be the end of the Democratic Party. If this is what they try to pull in 2024, sour grapes, crybaby garbage that they alleged Donald Trump or we as conservatives who love America would do, right? They're doing. We're back to this 14th Amendment nonsense. As the attorneys who argue that states have the right to remove the former president from their ballots, of course, if they choose to do so, well, they had a pretty terrible day before the justices this month. The Atlantic had this a piece about how Democrats, who's got without guidance from the court, might refuse to certify the 2024 election results should Trump win. Well, quote, without clear guidance from the Supreme Court, that's liberal speak for we know we're probably going to lose, but we're going to wreck constitutional norms because orange man bad. The article is behind a paywall, but there are some relevant portions of the maneuver that is really nothing short of treasonous. This is what they're planning on doing. And I have this other thing I'm going to click on. This is the Atlantic. This is their their story that was earlier this month. How Democrats could disqualify Trump if the Supreme Court doesn't. Every single day and every moment that is wasted on doing things to undermine your vote is a moment that could be spent making America great again. And these sniveling miserable, angry, triggered activists cannot stop Donald Trump from living inside their minds. It's ridiculous. I'm just going to read you the first few paragraphs of this article as they're trying to float this as a normal thing. You don't like the results then don't certify. Do you know what what January 6th was about? January 6th was about men and women who wanted their representatives to behave accordingly and hear their voices and push 
the breaks on certifying because they had questions. And in America, thanks to our Constitution, we have the right to ask those questions. We have the right to demand a redress before our representatives. We have that right. And they demonized that right and conflated it with trying to manipulate an election that they had already manipulated. Near the end of the Supreme Court's oral arguments about whether Colorado could exclude former President Donald Trump from its ballot as an insurrectionist, I'll just stop right there. Half of a line in. Anybody who believes that line is stupid. You're dumb. I'm just going to, I'm sorry, if you believe that Donald, if you believe that January 6th was an insurrection and Donald Trump was the Pied Piper of it, you will not be saved. I wish you Godspeed. I'm sure there's a clone trooper outfit somewhere out there that you can get. And then you can get in the cattle chute with all the other sheep and you can be marched off to slaughter because that is exactly where you're headed. Near the end of the Supreme Court's oral arguments about whether Colorado could exclude former President Donald Trump from its ballot as an insurrectionist, the attorney representing voters from this state offered a warning to the justices, one evoking the January 6th riot that had set the case in motion. Be careful what you do. Be careful how you look at this. Be careful how you are allowed to go down this ridiculous trail because Democrats and rhinos allow Donald Trump to own them. And he owns them and giggles about it and loves the country because of it. And he invites everybody to join him at the table. And he passes around the bread and the gravy and says, go ahead, soak it up. Because all of this is planned, purposeful, premeditated, calculated. Duh. So we're not going to certify 2024 if we don't like the results. So odd how that works, isn't it? But now you know. So when it comes at you, you're ready. All right, coming up, hour number three of the Wendy Bell Radio program. That moment when progressives are forced to defend their woke garbage and can't. Oh, it's fantastic. Do not go anywhere. It's next on the Wendy Bell Radio Network.